Welcome to the first episode, maybe the last episode, of the Porta Potty. I'm your host and co-founder of the ARC, Michael, and I'm joined here by my co-host and founder of the ARC, Darren. Darren, how's it going? Good, Michael. Thanks for having me. I think we're both excited to be here, and we don't really need to beat around the bush. I think we need to get into some, into some critical topics right away. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think um, obviously, we need to get into what the rules committee is, is doing to the league. I think when I was listening to this last podcast um, on Tuesday, and actually, I, I want to take a moment just to, um, to, to praise the podcast. I think Anil and David are doing a great job. I don't want to take anything away from the clubhouse. I think here at the Porta Potty, we're just going to approach things differently than they do. Um, but I, I do want to praise them and what they're doing. But when I was listening to our last podcast, I knew that we needed to um, we needed to have our own podcast. I, I knew we needed to to have a rebuttal to the nonsense that they speak. Um, and I think the first thing I noticed is the fact that the rules committee has no chemistry. Yeah, that's interesting. Um... That was where I first went with everything was, you know, you've got, you know, first of all, David Bysmith, our wonderful commissioner who has done a great job over 10 plus years now. But what it's felt like was that that inner circle, right, is starting to get a little bit smaller, yeah. smaller. And then, you know, the rules committee became this thing and it kind of felt like they were up in this tower just sitting up there judging everyone making these decisions and i didn't feel like the clubhouse really spoke for the masses and that's really where the arc was born. oh 100 100 i think um you know it's funny because you said you know tight close-knit circle which you know david and neil kind of always work together with this league here but you notice in the last podcast they can't even agree on on simple things not only can they not agree they're so far off on on each other's opinions. For example, with with Larry and joining the rules committee. I mean, Anil thinks he's making great decisions, great answers. David's like the the worst answers in the world. I mean, they 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 sounded so lost on that last pod. I mean, I'm just like you know, it's almost like the beginning to the end of the rules committee. You know? Yeah, I agree. It, it's been a tough start. Um, we'll see if they can recover. And then I think speaking of recovering, let's. Let's throw some prayers up for Christian McCaffrey's hamstring. Uh, a little bit of live breaking news Good on the pod here. Um, little jail. Best of luck with, with that recovery. Definitely going to be a soft tissue issue, presumably for the rest of this long NFL season. So we'll see if your team can survive that uh, handicap here out of the gate. Yeah, little Joe. I have I have a, quite a few running backs. If you're interested, um, that could fill fill a spot. I, I am interested in Justin Jefferson. You did steal him off my uh, draft board, but uh, you just give me a call when you after you lose this week, all right? But let, let, let's get back. Um, I, I think one thing to the rules committee. Thank you for that breaking news. That was that was a good point. I'm I'm not watching the game. I try not to to waste my time on the Texans and Panthers. But um, thank you for that. I think I think what would help the rules committee and, and definitely benefit us is if Anil joined the ARC. I think if if Anil were to let go of the rules committee and join the anti-rules committee, it'll not only do 
justice for the rules committee or do justice for the yeah, league I think that's interesting as well. Um, but I think the one point I want to make is to not to not use this platform for overt manipulation or market manipulation. I think that's one of the issues I have with the podcast, uh, the clubhouse, I should say, just reaching the masses that it does. Some of the propaganda and thoughts and ideas that just seem to come out of one avenue. I think that's really where the ARC is born is, you know, we've got a right, but we've also got a left, or we've got a left, but we've also got a right. And, you know, that, I think that's where we're coming from is, you know, we're here to, um, and there's, there are two sides to everything. And, um, that's really the mantra of the ARC, I think. Yeah. And they, and, you know, honestly, I mean, they don't really know who, who are other members of the ARC, you know, it's, it's really not just us and other people we've spoken to, um, other people we we've reached out to that, you know, that David and Neil and, and even big Joe, they, they might not necessarily be, be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think one of the interesting things that you and I have spoken on with the kind of focus of the rules committee and also the clubhouse podcast has been a few conspiracy theories of our own. I don't know if you have any off the top, just of kind of that close knit higher up inner circle, if you will, that is the clubhouse versus what we, you know, somewhat of a bottom dweller ARC at the start here. I I've got a few I'd like to share. I don't know if you have any that you as a former member of the rules committee would, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to hear yours. I, my only thought right now is there has to be something going on with the way Anil drafted. I mean, the, the draft was so out there that there's got to be something in the works um, that will affect this season. Uh, but I, I don't know yet. So, so let's hear what you got. So a former member of the GTPL, Matt Field, uh, may he rest peacefully and happily wherever he is these days. But Sad. Sad. One of my, I've been chewing on this one for a while. I think that field does not exist. I think, <laughs> I think Anil Nataraj is also that field. And that's what's oh, even, that's, that, <laughs> that's what's even that's more frustrating. Anil can barely field one team. He also clearly <laughs> could not field two teams. <laughs> And, and usually Matt finished better than Anil, so maybe his his alter ego well, was that's, better than. Well, that's the thing; he couldn't have the alter ego beating <laughs> the actual person. So there was no choice for David and Anil but to conspire and remove Matt Field from the league. It was yeah, just... I mean, do you think? I mean, do you think it was an Anil only, or do you think David was was part of that as well? They were going to split the pot. I don't know how far the tentacles reach on that one, but that <laughs> I, I convinced me otherwise. Convinced me. Otherwise. I mean, I mean it, may, it makes it makes absolute sense. I you know I I I, I never thought about it, but yeah. you know you don't know how many how many trades I tried to make with Matt Fields and, and got go. zero response. That's the thing about that's oh. the thing about media and social media. You can just say anything, and it we're gonna yeah, it's out there now. Yeah. And so we'll we'll let the masses 
think think on yeah, that for I themselves. Mean, and... Honestly, if it's true, more power to him. I mean, granted, he had he had twice the opportunity to win. He still got to pull off. But I mean, more power to him to, yeah, to make it last I mean, for that long. We know? don't we don't need to say what that says about him, Neil. But we're we're just gonna put that out there. <laughs> And I think the second one, Michael, I'd be interested to hear your take on this one, is Keller. And going through his roster a little bit deeper, is Keller a secret Bucks fan? I mean, some of those choices, he he's well, riding or dying with with the Buccaneers. Yeah, you know, that's a good point because I, I was watching the game this weekend, and I thought I saw him on the screen. I thought I saw him in the stands, but it was <laughs> – it, it it was tough. I, I couldn't record it. I couldn't um, go back because my kids were were chasing me around the house. But I, I thought I saw Keller. You know, in earlier in the 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 season, he was all about the Bucks. I mean, the first game, he was sending pictures of Tom Brady. He was like, "Let's go Bucks, LFG." Um, he probably has a shirt. He probably has a Tom Brady shirt. I mean, the Bucks have been the bandwagon's been open for a year plus now, and I didn't mean yeah, it's still yeah. open. So I mean. Yeah. There's front runners everywhere. Keller, do not be ashamed. I mean, take a year off, take five years off, take eight years off from the Falcons. You know, we're yeah. I mean, happy to have you aboard and uh, welcome if, if that is the case. Right. No, that, that's a good point. And that actually leads right into our um, next segment, which is it's real simple. I want to start out with uh, B U C C A N E E R S. Go. Bucks. That's what I'm talking about. It's all about the Bucks. This segment. I mean, I, I want to hear your take on 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 your Super Bowl experience last year. Where where were you? Where did you watch the game? How was it? So I flew back to Tampa. My mom had a place in uh, off Bayshore for a bit, just renting, and flew back. Siblings came in, just had a little house party, uh, watched it outside, and you know, to be honest, the game was over what middle of the third quarter. It was like yeah, the Chiefs couldn't do anything. Yeah. Their tackles were a mess. Uh, the flyover actually came right over the house, which was cool. But it was oh, just sweet. definitely pretty surreal. Um, just, I mean, it was one of the easier games of the playoffs, if not the easiest, just with the pass rush effectiveness and, you know, Mahomes hobbling around on his one and a half toes he had left. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it, it was pretty intense. We um we all got together, um, my family at my sister's house. It, it was it was a good time to watch. We had some wings and some some raw oysters that we bought. Um, I think I've watched the game probably you know ten times since then. Uh, I, I don't, it hasn't gotten old. Every play is is great. The, the boat parade afterwards. I took mm-hmm. my kids to the boat parade. I mean, it was it was fantastic to see. You know the the city of Tampa in yeah. its glory and in its beauty. You know, showing out. Um, yeah, there's definitely. Uh, it's just so surreal with everything that happened last year, obviously, and then just the fact that you know professional sports has been around for so long, and a team winning a championship in their home stadium. I mean, it can't have right. happened that often. And you know, they were able to get some people in there, and you know, the stands were semi full. It was. It was really special, I think, as, you know, time goes on and, you know, it ages a little bit. Obviously, with Tom winning it with the new franchise after all that time with the Patriots, it's, uh, I think it's just going to kind of grow in not only his legacy, but what it did for the Bucks and hopefully the franchise moving forward because the franchise was pretty goddamn bad for an awful Yeah, and honestly, it's, 
it, it still shocks me that Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski are on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I text the Joes all the time, and I'm like, mm-hmm. do you believe this? I mean, it's, you know, the Bra- Brady and, and Gronk and now AB, I mean, it's going to be an exciting season this year. You know, if they could run it back like the Lightning did, I mean, city of Tampa is just going to continue to go nuts and continue to party and celebrate. I mean, Neil got to see it. He listened to the Cannons War all last weekend. I mean, that's basically a Neil. That's that's what the city's like. It's loud, and and we like to party. And I think I saw, I think I saw a Neil on the injury report. I think his left ear. (laughs) I think his left ear is out. I think I think he's day to day. Good. He needs to stop listening to podcasts and read more fantasy stuff. He'll take it in better if he reads it. So that, that that's um, you know, it, it's all about the Bucks, and and I'm glad to, that that other members of the fantasy league are joining the bandwagon as well. Um, yeah, I, I think the Joe's right. Yeah, Mikel, I think the Joe's Joe's will be on next. Um, the the last thing I want to talk to is you know, the the, the clubhouse. They always talk about the power rankings. Um, they do a pretty shitty job at doing it anyways because they just end up talking about the. Their own damn team. <laughs> so I, I think they, they just want to hear what other people think about their team. So I figured let's do let's do the not top three. All right, let's do the power rankings. Let's talk about the last three teams um, in the league. And I'm going to start at number eight. I think I think this might be a shocker to some people, and the record definitely doesn't show for it. This is definitely an overrated team, but I I think Keller's team is pretty bad. Um, and I'm, I'm going to hopefully show that th- this weekend. No, I don't disagree. Anytime you're 2-0 and you're staring at, I don't even know this guy's name, DeAndre Swift as your <laughs> your lead, one of your lead running backs, and you're counting on this man. You are counting on this man to deliver. I think you've got a, a bit of a problem. But again, you know, he's on the Bucks bandwagon. So, you know, as long as Tommy stays healthy and, Gronk's knees and yeah. Gronk's knees stay good. He's uh, he's got a shot, but, <laughs> but if he's counting on Ronald Jones to slot in on that RB two, he's uh, <laughs> Keller. That's not the part of the bandwagon you want to. He'll learn. <laughs> He'll learn. He'll learn. I don't disagree. I think I think his depth is is questionable on the at the running back side. Who who, who do you have at number nine? <clears throat> Ooh, I mean, we're really starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> uh, I will say before I get my actual number nine, the the team ranked number nine currently, uh, the commissioner's team. That that's not an O and two team. Uh, over the the length of the season, he should shape up. But coming agreed, agreed. coming if in, Dalvin Cook can stay healthy. <laughs> Larry, I'm sorry, I hate to throw you down, <laughs> and this is only going to contribute to Larry's ire. On, Pacific in the Pacific Northwest region, but Larry, my man, Saquon in that offense, God damn, that is that's fucking bad. And even if Saquon was healthy in that offense, I'm still not sure your running backs are going to carry you to to glory. David Johnson, Philip Lindsay is your red shirt. You can give him a blue shirt or a green shirt. He ain't. Josh Jacobs. I mean. Tony Pollard, probably the best running back on on the Cowboys. So we'll see what shakes out over a long season. But yeah, I let him go in my debacle of a redshirt attempt. I let him go, so that was a mistake. Was I a mistake. mean, Larry's he's lacking in, in some star power and some marquee names. So uh, 
we're probably going to get some flack for for ringing in there, but that's okay. And I think we know who's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I've never heard of uh, of Larry's tight end before the Packers, but <laughs> his backup's Jared Cook. So I mean, he's been on like eight different teams in the past six seasons. So he's he's always got Jared Cook. If if uh, this Green Bay guy know pan who's out. coming up. <laughs> I think we know who's coming up the rear, which is funny because this man and this owner has drafted twice a year for how many years <laughs> as himself and right. Matt Field. And it, it, letting and, Matt Fields go is not the, the correct answer. You know, it was not, it was not the He right needed decision. that extra practice. He definitely he needed, needed that. that extra practice. <laughs> I, I think your son could have drafted a better <laughs> team than Neil did. I mean this. I mean, my son was pretty shocked when it, when Anil took Kenny Galladay and Kyle Pitts from me. I mean, he was he was shocked, and that's my four year old. That's not even my six year old. That's my, my four year old. Oh my god! He claims to have prepared. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> we listen to this podcast. You know, it's been two or three weeks, whatever, and he's like, "I I prepared. I was ready." And it's like, "Were you? Are you oh, sure?" Man. Hashtag one seventy. That's prepared. That's, that's how many points he's dropped this year. Hashtag 170. This this man was prepared, and he doesn't even have the cojones to swing a deal to hopefully save his season. I, I, I don't think know he where will. His head's at. I think he I, will. He'll he'll probably pay he'll pay Austin a couple hundred to, to give him give him a few guys. Doesn't have any money left to give. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about actual money. I'm not talking. I'm talking about uh, actual. Money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see if Anil can uh, can back it up because, quite frankly, it's a little bit embarrassing. And um, you know, all those years of practice twice twice over has resulted yeah. in pretty pretty poor effort. I mean, no, that's definitely the highlight the highlight of this episode. We we need to ask the league who is the real Matt Field. That's a great point. You know, I you know I don't know if this this swerves into like one of those murder mystery podcasts, you know, is Matt, is he alive? Yeah. Where is he? Who knows? Who is he? Can we get him on? Can, <laughs> can the porta, can the porta potty reach out? The, hey, the porta potty is not going to disappoint, but to get Matt Fields on, that's all. That's going to be tough. You know, and I think, I think we would be happy to give him that space and that platform to, to say his piece. And we'd like to hear how it went down from his side. So, Matt, if you're listening, um, we're here for you. And we've got a spot for you. This is a safe space. Uh, the clubhouse is a little pretentious. And it's a little uh, – we're not sure it's your speed. So, Hey, well, Darren, I appreciate it. You know, I mean, if this is the only episode the Porty Potty does, it's it's a damn good one, you know. Thanks for having me, Michael. We'll definitely be back next week. There's not a doubt in my mind. Um, I cannot say that for Christian McCaffrey, though. I definitely <laughs> think he's going to be out at least three to six weeks. Joe Mixon, Joe. So little, Joe Mixon. Little Joe. Uh, someone's got depth in running back, and it's, it may or may not be me. So. <laughs> all right. That's all we got. Sometimes in our lives, we all Tomorrow
Need 